0: You are beautiful. You
1: are so strong. You're amazing. Like
0: every day of life is a blank sheet of paper.
1: More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. Amen.
0: If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit.
1: Fabs, welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here.
0: Hey Annie, thank you so much for having me and thank you for the great work you're doing with your podcast.
1: One of my podcast guests actually was telling me that after every conversation, your brain actually looks different. That's true. So literally our brains will look different after the conversation. Hopefully our listeners brain will do the same and look different and they will have more knowledge. But when you hear the word purpose, how do you define it for yourself? What, what Is purpose?
0: Well, thank you so much for um, asking that question. I think the topic of purpose is very, very important. Um, And I think at the most basic level, I think of purpose as the one thing we were put on earth to achieve. It's the one reason for our being. Simon Sinek talks a lot about your why, knowing your why. So in, in literal terms, I like to just refer to purpose as my why, the reason for my existence. Why am I here? What is the one thing I am here to achieve? And I believe very strongly that every one of us was carefully crafted to achieve that single purpose um, for which we were created. So your race, your height, your body frame, even your mindset, your beliefs, everything about you is carefully crafted so you can achieve that one reason for which you were placed on earth. So that's essentially how I like to think of purpose. It's the one thing, it's the reason for my being. That's why I'm here. That's the one thread that runs through my entire life from birth to death. Hmm.
1: I was previously having the chat with my guest, and she was saying how her niece in is a freshman in college. And she's so confused that she doesn't know what her purpose is what she has to do. I have been there. I am still sometimes there. And there are so many people that cannot find their purpose. I have had coaches told me, you don't find your purpose. Your fa- purpose finds you. There are so many different ways to find your purpose. And recently I was also, listening to Jay Shetty, he has his new book about love, but you know, like everything is interconnected. And he was saying that we so often think that there is this one person, this soulmate that we will find and we will like, just have this beautiful life with. But what he was saying is what if instead you search for love, you find for love and you make it work with the person you like, do you think is purpose something you find it finds you or you just find something you enjoy a tiny bit and then you work on improving on that how is it for you personally well
0: to start with i love jay shetty he's one of the people i respect a lot um and i'm hoping to share a platform with him one day um i i, I amen also, to that <laughs> yeah i i also, hopefully
1: hopefully it's <laughs> happening
0: yeah um well i i'm manifesting it right now okay amen <laughs> yeah so i did i did read his book um and his previous books as well. And I totally agree with with his um, thinking about the fact that sometimes we create that image of um, a person that's perfect for us. Um, And so we go around the wall trying to find that one person. Unfortunately, that's how Hollywood has created love in the minds of the people you know movies that we've watched uh if you if you're a disney fan then you understand that even better that you know that storyline has always kept us thinking that there's one soulmate that we have to find but yeah definitely um i I don't i don't subscribe Mm -hmm. to that thinking but when we come down to to purpose here's here's what i i really think about purpose we have the sole responsibility of discovering our purpose um, we are never going to have to outsource that responsibility to anybody else. I'm a life coach, and I hope I help a lot of people through this discovery process. I have tools that I help that I use to help my clients identify what what could potentially be the core of their being and what their purpose could be. But I think that yes, sometimes we are very fortunate that our purpose would find us. But for the bulk of the time, most people often have to step out of their place of comfort to go discover what their purpose is. And I also like to say that the discovery of purpose is really not a guarantee of its fulfillment. So discovering the purpose is one thing, but then we've got to take it further into fulfilling. But I, I understand that you can't talk about fulfilling a purpose when you haven't discovered it. So um, mm. I wanted to say that it is our sole responsibility to find or discover Our purpose of all the discoveries of humankind every single one of them no single discovery in life is far more important than the discovery of one's purpose so i think if you find your purpose you're halfway through success in life now question is how do you find your purpose right like okay well I've heard
1: that Do you like try just all the things that you can try and then somehow you find it. How do you find your purpose?
0: How do you find it? Okay, well, you've talked so much about finding it. Okay, I agree with you. It's my responsibility. All right. Now, tell me, how do I even find it?
1: Yes, tell me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, And and I know that a lot of uh, people might make purpose seem like this really big, larger than life thing. And so it scares people when they think about it. But I really think that it's so simple. It is so simple, and in my book, Cracking the Life Code, I just laid out a simple way by which we could discover what seems to be our purpose, and it worked for me because that's what I did. So when you look at this, when a a child is born, you don't receive a, a manual in the hospital. The doctor doesn't give you a manual to say, okay, well... I have
1: a child. (laughs) Nobody gives you a manual. No one. Exactly.
0: Life does not come with a manual. So it is imperative that we found ways around understanding and navigating life by ourselves. Now, what happens ultimately is as a child begins to grow, the child is surrounded by adults, adults in the life of the child. And a child arrives planet Earth as a clean slate ready to be written upon by life so when a child lands or arrives the planet clean sleep. no judgment not jaded just clean sleep and then as the adults in the life of the child begins to interact with the child or around the child the child begins to pick up signals from these adults and that's why When I got this understanding, it became very important to me to be very careful what I do or say around little kids. You know, because at that point, their brains are like sponges, it's just mopping up every single information. And these information are ultimately becoming codes in the minds of the child. And so, whether consciously or unconsciously, we are programming the child for the life the child will live in the future. So between the parents and the, all the adults in the life of the either older sibling, parents, um, educational leaders, teachers, if you will, spiritual leaders, pastors, uh, whatever religious um, practices this child is exposed to. All And friends, all of these people, as they interact, they would create signals. And these signals are coded in the minds and the brain of the child. And this child ultimately processes these signals and then turn them into what might ultimately become behaviors, habits, and mindset. Now, these three things then determine how they would live the rest of their lives. Now, coming back to purpose, I feel very strongly that... If you take a pause right now, today, and you just do a quick travel back, borrow the wings of imagination and go all the way back to your childhood and travel through your life all the way to this point, here's what I think. Think about your interest, think about the things that made you jump out of bed, think about the things you did so passionately, think about the things you could talk about all day without getting tired of, think about the things you could do without being paid for and you're so happy to do. Just think about the things that attract you all through your life and when you think about those, make a note of all of those things. Think about a time when someone told you about something and you got so excited about it. Think about a time in your childhood where there was something you were so interested in. And just write all of those events and those you know, instances and activities, write all of them down. Now, take a look at every single one of those situations, interests, desires, and events in your life carefully. And I believe that very often, there is one single thread that ties all of those events, activities, and um, situations, all of them together. There's usually one thin thread that goes that runs through all of those. That one thread is an indication of what your purpose could potentially be. For me,
1: what do you mean by one thread?
0: Great. So I'm about to give an example. So okay,
1: give me an example.
0: So for me. Uh, at the age of six, I appeared on television at, uh, uh, on a kid's show. In this show, all I was doing was reciting poems. Okay, so every weekend I go into the TV station and we record my poem. And on Sunday, families sit together around the dinner table and they watch me um, reciting poems. By the time I was 10, I was already in debating team at school and talking a lot doing a lot of debates, uh, representing church and quizzes, you know, again, talking a lot, talking about, uh uh, 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 things that I care about. By the time I was 17, I hosted my first conference, which was essentially about, it was more so about success. It was more so about young adults. And that was it. By the time I got into college, I started public speaking, essentially helping my my uh, friends in school, telling them about the things we're talking about now, purpose and the like. So when most of my friends were away uh, partying, I was reading a lot of books. So I even often say that I read more more books about personal development, personal growth than I read my academic books. I studied clinical biochemistry, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) So I spent half my time studying clinical biochemistry, half my time studying life through the books, that I read and through the eyes and the minds of great people that I respected. Okay. So got out of college and I started my career as a strategy consultant. All right. And then moved from, from being a strategy consultant, I had that desire to continue to impact people. And so I created platforms that helped me to do so. So I would be invited to public speaking Mm -hmm. engagement. I got super excited about that. Now let's summarize everything that I just said. So from being on television, reciting poem as a kid, to being super excited every time I I attend when I'll I'll have an opportunity to go debate and talk about issues, different types of um, topics, to when I got into uh, hosting my first event at 17, to when I got into college and I was leading uh, uh, speaking engagements across the campus and other campuses. Now, the one thing that seems to be a threat In every single thing that got my attention all through my life was the primary fact that I often want to use my voice to help change people's lives.
1: Oh, it makes sense. So
0: whether it's public speaking or I'm reciting a poem at six, or I got super excited about discussing a topic in a debate in school, Or I'm doing quizzes in church and talking about issues, whatever it is, or the writings, all of my writings, because I was I was an introvert kid. And so I did a lot of writing. And so when I go back to so many of my journals and notes as a kid, everything just comes to tell me that I am that type of person who desires to use his voice to help make the world a better place. So primarily, this essentially is my purpose. My purpose is to inspire people to become better versions of themselves. So as soon as I discovered that, life became a lot easier. Once we discover our purpose, life becomes a lot less stressful. So I don't put my energy in things that don't relate to my purpose. So now if you invite me to have a public speaking engagement, very recently, someone asked me to do a speaking engagement and I turned it down. It's so easy for me to choose what speaking engagement I want to get in and which ones I don't want it. So if it's a platform that allows me to fulfill my purpose of using my voice to inspire someone to become better versions of themselves or inspiring someone to greatness, I'll jump on it. But if it's a platform that helps, that chooses or directs me, takes me in a different direction, I'll say no. So I have the reason now my purpose becomes the marker for determining what I do with the rest of my life.
1: Two or three questions for me personally, because people are listening. And as I mentioned, like we learn through the story. So if I want to understand fully my own purpose, like what are some questions I should ask myself? Like, should, when I go to my childhood, it's like what I enjoyed doing, what I always did, like, how can I also. Navigate that for my own self, yeah, so
0: let's start with that, so let's go back to childhood okay. as far back as you can remember whether the age of should three, I close
1: my six... eyes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you can do whatever whatever you're comfortable okay. doing um it's really just borrowing the okay. wings of the imagination when, and um and traveling back you know to childhood and seeing all those um times when we were kids, and not only from. I mean, as far back as you can remember, but then keeping that all the way to where we are today um, and think what, 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 what experiences, what, what, what desires did I have that was so passionate, you know, very often. But how
1: do I remember?
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. So we.
1: I remember what people told me about how I was a child. Okay. They told me like I was a leader. I like, so. In the, for example, in the preschool, I always made sure everyone was doing what I wanted to do. So I would give people roles. You are doing this, you are doing that, you are doing this, and I would manage people. And I would, my mom would say that the moment I would enter the train, the bus, when I left, everyone knew my name because I was talking to every single person. So, like, do I count those stuff too, or only what I enjoyed doing? So that's
0: powerful. I mean, and clearly you can tell that that's an indication that's something very important that could it could actually be pointing you towards something really okay so if we start from that point on that's fantastic so you're interacting with people um you're a natural leader clearly uh, based on what you're saying and then if you add other other you know events situations experiences and feedback that you've gotten from people and interests and desires as you continue to grow yeah that was childhood how about at 10, how about at 15, how about at 20, you know?
1: But as a teenager, I was so not confident. As a teenager, I thought, because I was in my aunt's school and some people think it's great, but for me, I had to be the perfect example of because it was my aunt who was the owner of the school so for me I always thought that they were were putting me in front of everything not because I'm smart but because I am her niece or whatever it is niece or niece yes so as a teenager I don't remember because I thought that oh my god I'm in this for example speaking engagement whatever it is because it's my aunt's call, but not because I'm smart, not because I'm good at this. So I can almost not connect to myself as a teenager. So if people are like me and they're wondering like, I have no idea how my childhood was, I don't even remember how my childhood is. Like, can we still reconnect to our purpose? That's why I'm asking yes. all these questions for me to understand. I'm pretty sure there are so many people like me who are like, I don't know. My li- I don't even remember what I ate yesterday. I can hear people saying, like, you are asking me what I did when I was 10 or three. Are you kidding me? So like, how do we navigate through that? That obviously, it is just like a cover and like an onion, we have to take all the layers. Yeah. And then the aha moments come, but maybe some, how can we also understand that part when we don't remember the childhood or when yeah. we think we don't remember the childhood?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I think um, that's why we are we should always try as um, individuals never to live our lives in isolation. And that's why we have families. That's why we have friends. So sometimes, truthfully, you would not remember certain events. But events. So, so what you need to do is sit with your grandma and ask your grandma, mm. oh, grandma, when I was born, when I was six, when I was three, what, what did I look like? What was my personality like? What did I do? What what were the things that got me super excited? Can you remember any moments, any memories of me doing something particular? Is there something that you really got excited to watch me do when I was a kid? Yeah, so we can refer to our either our parents, our grandparents, uncles, aunts, friends, Um and I mean, really close friends who have been with us since childhood, who understand us, who saw us when we ran around That's in smart. diapers. That's um, So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can go back to some of those um, friends because the truth is we, you're right. Some of us are not able to think that far back um, and, and pull some of these information out, but you can always reach out to people who, who were there through these different moments in your life. And ask them questions and mm. when they share these honest views you can take notes we're talking about your life here it's a project i take my life as a serious project so if you consider it a serious project so you you would invest some time in it it would require you going to visit your friends or going to visit your parents and for instance you know someone told me recently a childhood friend of mine it was unsolicited unsolicited um and he said to me you know this is so interesting because since we were kids, I just knew you were going to be the guy that would be on air. I just knew you would be the guy that would blaze the trail because since we were young, you've always pushed yourself. You've always been ahead of everyone else. You've, your mind was always different. You were constantly reading the things that we didn't care about. And so when you gathered that type of information from friends from childhood and see how they how they perceived you then as a child that can also give you imputes or, you know, uh, data on how to navigate that difficulty, especially Mm -hmm. of not you, of not understanding or remembering some of the things you did as a child.
1: I always feel this like I want to leave people better than I found them. Whenever I found them, I want to, whenever I'm leaving them, is it just conversation in church, in store or wherever it is? I want to make sure that I'm showing up as my authentic self, but also as my best version of myself, because I might going through something and I don't want to put that on a person, but that doesn't mean I'm not being authentic. I'm just trying to be my best self. So would be my purpose to just living people better than I found them. And then how, when we find the purpose, is it a different process to then put that in action? Because when you found your purpose, it's one thing. And then how do we be courageous enough to then leave that purpose and be that purpose? How was it for you personally? Because you realize this is my purpose. How do you leave that purpose then?
0: Well, that's great. Um, frankly, once we have uncovered our purpose and um, understood it, the rest is really about fulfilling it. It's leaving that purpose. And the way to do that is really to set out a plan, first, that helps us uh, leave our lives in in the direction of that purpose. So, think about your purpose uh, as think about this whole purpose thing as a de- as a as a journey, a travel, and um, think about your destination as say final success. Now that journey requires a lot, as you know, if you get in your car and you need to travel, you need to put gas in your car. So to fulfill mm-hmm. your purpose, in my book, Cracking the Life Code, I did talk about pillars, pillars that can help you fulfill your purpose. And there are four Ps in that book that can help you fulfill your purpose. First, I did talk about you know, discovering the purpose, mm-hmm. but then I talked about four Ps. One of them is people, platform, passion, and place. These four P's help you fulfill your purpose. So the question is, how do you leave your purpose? How do you fulfill your purpose, right? I think these four pillars help you fulfill your purpose. Let's start with passion. I believe very, I mean, I just think in my heart that passion is to purpose, what fuel is to cars. So, if you need to move your car, you need to put some fuel in it. Now, the more fuel you have in your car, the better the chances that you will go further. So, the more mm-hmm. passion you have about your purpose, the better the chances of you leaving your purpose. So, I. Often...
1: Passion, you mean like enjoying doing what you like? Say that again. Passion, do you mean what is, how, what is passion? Is it like I'm enjoying this so much or is it just like I'm getting the fulfillment? How does passion look like?
0: Passion is the energy. Passion okay. is the energy that you give to what you're doing. Passion mm. is whether or not you are comfortable, whether or not you want to do it, you get up and do it. Passion is what comes with consistency. Passion is whether, oh, today is not a good day, but I'm still doing it. You know, passion is it doesn't matter if I'm getting paid for this. I'm still doing it. That's passion. So passion is the energy that we push that we put into purpose to make our purpose work. Makes sense. That's the one P. There's another pillar, which is the pillar of people. Said earlier that we're communal beings. We're not expected to live in isolation or live alone. So We would always need people to help us fulfill our purpose. For instance, if you're married, you need the support of your partner to fulfill your purpose. If you, if your purpose is to, is to create something that makes every other person around you live a healthy life. So an example might be, maybe your purpose is to, um, is to be the one that drives healthy living amongst your community and the way that you're fulfilling that is to create a business where you create healthy food in the community and you sell that to the community now that's a way of combining both your passion your purpose and your business together and you're fulfilling your 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 purpose through your business now in that instance where you're providing something healthy to make people live longer and better lives and healthier lives now you need people to help you keep you know, fulfilling that purpose. What are some of the people you need? You need people to buy the products. You need people to believe in the products. You need people to uh, uh, support the dream. You need family, you need friends. So we always need people. Now I define people in the road to fulfilling our purpose. Think about it. Remember we said it's a journey, right? So you got, you got passion, which is you got fuel in your car. And now you're on the road. Now, we are we, we understand that the road is full of potholes. So many potholes on this journey. Now, what people do is people feel they're like fillers to the potholes on the journey to success. So people help you fill that, that pothole, you know? And when they fill the potholes, your ride becomes smoother, you know? Your um, mm. ride is rougher and bumpier if the if there's so many potholes. But when you have people in your life who are supporting you, who are helping you fulfill purpose, what they do for you is they fill those potholes so you can have a smoother ride. So that's the the p the the people plat, uh, pillar. There is also the platform pillar. Now the platform pillar is very interesting because. Purpose, impact is limited when purpose is invisible. Impact is limited when purpose is invisible. So you may have discovered your purpose, but maybe only you knows about it and the impact. In order to make impact with your purpose, your purpose needs to be visible. In order to have visibility for your purpose, you need a platform i give you an example. If your talent is to use music to heal people, if that's your purpose, to use music to heal people, you might say, okay, well, I'll start singing. You can sing in your bathroom all you want. As long as nobody's hearing you, nobody's getting healed. Right? So you need a platform to help you get your voice to more people so more people can be healed by your purpose so to do this an example of a platform for you might be american idols so american idols becomes a platform so you go to american idols and now you're exposed to thousands of people that's the platform and then you sing maybe you get to win or not, but then you get the opportunity to sing to thousands of people, and then you can fulfill your purpose through the platform of American Idols. Or if it's a church that has a massive choir, you can go in the church, sing in the choir, and thousands of people come over the church every Sunday, and you have the opportunity to fulfill your purpose of singing to heal people. So the church then becomes the platform that you need to create visibility or magnify your purpose. So that platform plays a very significant role in fulfilling our purpose. And then there's a the last mm-hmm. one, which is place. So place is very important. Birds often don't, don't uh, swim. You know, um, if you judge a bird by how it swings, you would call a bird a failure. But if you put a bird in the sky and watch the bird soar in the sky, the bird becomes a beautiful animal to observe, to watch. Why? Because the bird is in its natural habitat. To fulfill our purpose, we've got to understand that there is a place for us to actually fulfill our purpose. And so we've got to move very close. that place this was a decision i made so many years ago when i realized my purpose and i said to myself to continue to fulfill my purpose i need to move to a place that allows me the opportunity to fully maximize my purpose and that's how i relocated from africa to the united states sometimes we may have to move to find that place that physically you know helps us you know fulfill our purpose Sometimes the place might actually just be a mental place. It might just be our mind. So we may need to shift our our mindset or shift where we are in a in space of mind that we're in into a different space of mind in others to achieve or to fulfill our purpose. So what I'm saying in essence is if you're a singer, you don't want to, be in a town that only uh uh artists live in. If you are uh healer, you wanna be in a place where people who are sick can access you. Otherwise find your tribe. Could you find your tribe? Oh that's how you know I've seen okay. it. Uh, People say these days, you find your tribes, you're called to certain people, so you find the people that you're called to serve. That might require physical movement, it might require mental movement, it might require psychological movement. But whatever it is you need to do, find that place where your purpose can flourish.
1: I love how you mentioned that it can be a mental place that we need to achieve Because majority of the people would have been, if you have not said that, it's like, oh, yeah, see, he's in the U.S. I need to move the great land of opportunities. I'm not there, so I cannot fulfill my purpose. So I love how you said it can be a mental place often that we need to achieve.
0: Yeah, Um, I, I think it's and I'm glad that you raised that point. That's a very, very important point. Many people have moved to the United States and failed.
1: It's hard. So, people don't realize how hard it is. Yes, many people... They don't see it that way.
0: <laughs> it takes it a lot. In fact, there's a saying that yes. if New York doesn't make you, it would break you. Okay? So New York mm-hmm. has broken a lot of people. Um, it doesn't get easier. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's not the location that makes you. It's you that makes the most of the location. So ultimately... A location can be as beautiful as you can imagine. If you do not have the mindset of gratitude and appreciation of beauty, you would live in misery, even though you're in a beautiful location. So ultimately, it's not about the place, the location, really. It's about you. So now I used location because we were specifically talking about purpose. And frankly speaking, It's either physical, but then it's more so mental. Honestly, Mm -hmm. the reason, the difference between very successful people and the not so successful people is that really successful people have the mindset of success and not so successful people don't have the mindset of success. So it's not education. It's not where they live. It's not where they were born. Many people have won the lottery and then lost. Many Many people have won the jackpot. Uh, lottery and and died poor they won several millions in the jackpot but then they died poor so it's not it's not the resources it's the lack of resourcefulness you know so sometimes we chase the resources if only i had a little more money if i had a little more access if i, if I had it but the question is it's not what you don't have that limits you it's what you have but you do not know how to use So you can make the most of your location, physical location, but then sometimes all you need again is a shift in the mindset. You probably need a mental space to be able to fulfill your purpose. If you let negativity crowd your mind, you might never be able to fulfill a positive purpose. And that's why you might need to shift your mind from a negative space to a positive space so you can now begin to fulfill your purpose.
1: Mm. I agree. And I have throughout my experience, when I have used the full potential of the situation, the universe, God, whatever you believe is like, "Hmm, if she's doing this much with this much, let's give her more. And then let's test her abilities, how she can do with more resources. And just whenever you want something with your whole heart, that's what my mom used to tell me, when you really want something with your whole heart, you will find the way, universe will find the way for you to achieve that. But you have to have that self-trust of being a doer and knowing that you are going to use that environment and potential. And that's an important point that you raised. It's about using the full potential of the environment. It's all about you. Sometimes you might find their purpose. Because purpose is such a huge topic. Even if we spend 24 hours nonstop talking about it, we cannot fully cover it. And we all have different questions. But if people are realizing we're just giving them baby steps right now. And they are like, okay, I'm going back to my childhood. I'm going to have this conversation with my family members. I think I know what my purpose is, but they feel so scared. So when you find your purpose, what's the indication? Is it like the aha moment? Is it expansion? Is it the fear that you have? Is it fully you get the peace in your soul? Or is it different for anyone? How does it feel in the body when you it's like, aha, uh-huh, I found it.
0: I mean, honestly, I think it's different for, you know, everybody. everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked with clients and when they discovered their purpose, they broke in tears. Um, I've I've worked with clients, when they finally hit that purpose, they were like, so full of excitement, so grateful, so joyful, you know, and, and so many different emotions. So people would, and some people have, have gone, Oh, I should have known this all my life it's right <laughs> in my fingertip, you know so yeah uh i've seen so many different reactions having coached so and yeah. helped different people in this process of discovering their their purpose And and i think at the end of the day we might find people who are already fulfilling their purpose but didn't realize it you know and mm. so just when they now come to this realization that oh This thing that I do every day so effortlessly is actually my purpose. I just didn't realize it. So for some people, that's awesome. But for some other people, they're like, oh, this is probably what I should be doing with my life. I'm just realizing this now. Question is, how do I even start? Like, where do I I go from here? First thing I often advise people to do is to take a break. Calm down, relax, and think deeply again about that thing you just discovered, your purpose. Now, begin to feed your mind with information about that thing. How do you feed your mind? Start reading books about that thing you just discovered. There's so many information on the internet today that, wow, you would be overwhelmed. So start researching that thing you just discovered how do i get better at this how do i even start you know this whole process how do i you know read a lot about people who have fulfilled similar purpose in the past read a lot about people who have made this their whole life work about writing about that thing whether it be singing it be art it be talking motivation whatever healing Just read and read, now feed your mind. As you feed your mind with all of those information, it becomes a lot easier for you to move the rest of your life in the direction of that purpose because now you're feeding your mind with all the information that you need. And that would guide you in the decisions that you make around your life. Now you wanna also do something. You wanna shut down everything that doesn't quite align with your purpose so you're not confused and distracted so you don't you cannot have two conflicting interests and be pulled in multiple directions that's how confusion starts so you have to try to narrow down so you're not confused so you're not all over the place for me I, it's very easy i mean i've done this for over 20 years so it's now so easy for me i can very easily say oh i'm not going there i'm going this way or i'm not taking that trip i'm taking this trip because I already know consciously and I've carried my purpose for over 20 years. And so I know if it aligns with my purpose or not. And so I judge a lot of decisions in my life by my purpose. Oh, does it help me? Does it get me closer to my purpose? Does it help me fulfill my purpose? Does it give me a platform to fulfill my purpose? Are there people in there to help, that can help me you know, strengthen my purpose? That's, these are some of the things that I consider when I'm making important life decisions. And that's how you go from there.
1: You are so wise. <laughs> so kind of you. For no, really, and you are not like you are very young, and for your um, age, you are really wise. Before uh, I ask you to leave me with a message, and before I answer everyone's question, because I'm pretty, I'm sure they're like, "Where can I find him?" and uh, Before I ask you to let people know where they can find you, is there anything you really wanted to share? But I just didn't get the chance to ask you that question.
0: Honestly, it's um, the fact that very often I have moments, even though I've done all of this work, personal growth, personal development I think that I have grown significantly and I help people in this journey as a coach I think I still have moments where I doubt myself I have moments of failure I still experience moments in my life where I'm like oh maybe I'm not good enough in other words there is no point in life that you get to in this growth journey where you're completely perfect Mm. so it's something i i I think it's important that i mention because some people think of me and ask me do you even have any flaws do you do you do you you just seem to have it together do you even you do you have any you know sad moments do you have bad days and i tell them i have bad days almost every week (laughs) I get a lot of Mm. bad days, but the truth is it's not what happens to me. It's how I react to what happens to me. So you might not know that I'm having a bad day because I have decided not to allow the bad day impact my relationship with you. So I cannot control what is external to me, but I can always control what is internal. I can decide how I react to what life throws at me. I can decide how I react to a bad day, but I would make sure that I do not let the bad day, my bad experiences, my failure hold me down. I've understood over the years that failure is a part of success. In fact, I don't think that the opposite of success is failure, that's not true. I, I believe very strongly that failure is a critical part of success and so very often when I listen to people I want to see people I want to listen to people who have failed I don't want to listen to people who have only succeeded all their life they have nothing to share with me they have no lessons to give me I want to talk to people who have failed and so I have failed in relationships I have failed in school I have failed in so many, I've failed in business, I've failed in so many areas of my life. But today, I get paid for sharing the lessons that I learned through all of my failure. So at the end of the day, uh, I think that sometimes I wish I had more failures in life because I might make more money <laughs> because,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <life cut. laughs> because I get paid. To- Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, at this point,
0: I do know that failure is not the end, it's just a part of the journey. So every failure that comes my way, I embrace it, I take the lessons from it, and I grow, and I become a better person.
1: Imagine if we, we call it a failure and life is making fun of us. It's like, that's part of it. That's just how we grow. That's just the lessons. But you... It's just uncomfortable for us. We don't like it, so we call it a failure. You get just a few steps closer. I remember when I lived in a van for eight months, traveled in the U.S., I was trying to figure out this way of putting these curtains in the van, and I told this guy. He was so wise. He helped us do a few things. He was like, I failed so many times, and finally, I was like, I figured... He was like, you didn't fail. You just came closer to... Just finding the way of how to do the curtains because if you haven't tried the three or two times, you wouldn't have found the way. And then it was just my mindset switch at that time, like about the failure, yeah. and it just connected to what you just said.
0: Yeah.
1: Where can people find you if they're like, "Oh my God, this guy is wise and smart." And if they're watching you, they might be like, oh, he's so handsome, too. Where can they find you? <laughs>
0: thank you. You're so kind. Thank you for the, for the kind words. Um, I'm very... I mean them all. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I am, I am uh, always on social media. It's Fascism on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm also very active on our website, CrackingTheLifeCode.com. My book Crack in the Life Code is also available on Amazon and I think it's available everywhere. Amazon is present right now. So you can always access my book and um give us a shout out whenever you have some time. Uh send us an email, help at crackin'thlifcoat.com.
1: I love that. And also, um I'm gonna link everything down in the show notes. I always love when people mention it while they're talking. Sometimes I personally don't to go to the show notes. So thank you for mentioning your website and your socials. So for the last question, one of my favorite questions ever, if you could leave me and the listeners like a message that is, Anything that you can think about from one word, to a sentence, to quote, to movie, to book, to author, to your favorite movie character, I don't know, anything, but that is like in your heart and soul at this very moment. What would the message be?
0: Let dead leaves fall. I love that. Yeah, very often we carry dead leaves and they're not serving us anymore it's time to let dead leaves fall. I love the fall season. It's my favorite time of year. In the fall season, the leaves turn yellow, orange. It's so beautiful. But what happens is after a while, those leaves die. And when they die, what happens? They fall off the trees. When they fall off the trees, the tree then reserves its energy for the next spring. Okay, so the reason we never have enough energy to do the things that really help us, that promote us and propel us in life is because we're still bogged by the weight of the things that are no longer serving us. Today, I just want you to think about everything that is no longer serving you, friends that no longer serve you, um, behaviors and habits that no longer serve you, things that you're carrying from the past that are dead to you. Drop them, let them fall. So, you can conserve your energy for the things that help you grow.
1: Recently, I realized about this one area of my life, I was carrying a lot of dead leaves at this set. And this is so funny. Every time I have, like, this is a real flower and this one too. Every time I would see a dead leaf, I would put it back in the pot. And I just re- this is just realization that I had. And the moment I decided about that one part of my life that I have to let go of the past, for the past few moments, every time I noticed the leaf, I'm not putting it back anymore. I'm taking and putting it in the trash. Isn't it so beautiful how you do one thing, that's how you do everything? And I just realized, just me putting the dead leaves inside, back, was just a metaphor whatever it is i was doing the same thing in my life and when i stopped doing it in my life so you can use whatever you are doing in your life as understanding how you do other things in your life as well such a powerful realizations see you are changing people's lives you are i enjoyed this conversation conversation so much and i can I see that you have thought about, you have not only read about it, you have thought about it and you have lived whatever you are talking about. Because it's one thing to read about something and then it's another thing to think about it and then experience it and then experience it to a level where you can teach about it. It just like different levels. So I can feel that you have been through of all the um steps or whatever you want to call that. Now you're able to put it in a simple way so you are able to teach it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. I'm grateful we had this conversation today and just thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank
0: you so much for having me. This has been a great pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to share um, this platform with you. I really appreciate it. And most importantly, thank you for changing lives and shaping destinies.
1: Thank you. And for our listeners, have a phenomenal rest of the day or night, wherever you are, and until next time.